Kathy Hochul will give her first state of the state soon as her own elected governor. And she's signaling that affordable housing will be at the top of her agenda, which is a super tall order, as we've learned in our reporting for our housing series. Affordable housing often isn't commercially viable, requires a lot of planning and time. And that's a problem for people who are already struggling to find even rentals they can afford. We'll meet one of them in Lake Placid on today's story of the day. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Tuesday, December 20th. First up, New York approved a sweeping plan yesterday to combat climate change. It's essentially a roadmap for the state to meet its climate and green energy goals in the next few decades. Emily Russell reports. Back in 2019, New York passed the Climate Act. That act requires 70% of the state's power to come from green energy by 2030. It also requires big cuts to the state's greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. On Monday, the state's Climate Action Council approved a plan to meet those goals. In my view today, we're making history. D.C. Commissioner Basil Sagos co-chairs the Climate Action Council. At Monday's meeting, Sagos described the plan as big, bold, and visionary. It secures justice for communities that have borne the brunt of pollution for decades. It protects and expands jobs, including good-paying union jobs, and puts New York in the forefront of, of this extraordinary clean energy economy that's booming around the country and around the world. The plan approved on Monday is nearly 450 pages long. It calls for a lot of things to happen, including building more energy-efficient homes and businesses, phasing out fossil fuel technologies, and training a new workforce. 19 of the councillors voted in favor of the plan, while three voted against it, including Gavin Donahue. Donahue is president of the Independent Power Producers of New York. He said the plan is lacking in details, particularly when it comes to how the state plans to generate and store green energy. I don't think we've done enough to ensure reliability as we transition from our current system to a vastly larger decarbonized energy system in just a short 18 years from now. New York's plan is expected to cost hundreds of billions of dollars to implement, though the Climate Council claims the net benefits will be more than $100 billion. A lot of the details will be ironed out in the coming months and years. Members of the council said on Monday that the approval of the state's climate action plan is the start rather than the end of the process. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio. Let's talk about affordable housing today. First, a vision for the future from our governor. Yesterday, Kathy Hochul announced new affordable housing projects in Brooklyn, and she says she hopes to step up construction of low-cost housing for the rest of the state beginning next year. Karen DeWitt reports. The plan, announced in an impoverished neighborhood in East New York, spends $373 million to create over 500 affordable homes, a medical clinic, and room for retail tenants. But Governor Hochul says her plans for affordable housing are much more ambitious as she begins her first full term as governor in 2023. We want to build over 800,000 new units over the next decade because I believe, I believe that affordable housing Beautiful, safe housing is a basic human right. And that right needs to be granted to more New Yorkers than we have right now. 
Hochul, who as a child lived for a time in a Buffalo area trailer park near the steel mill where her father worked, earlier this year approved a $25 billion 10-year plan to create 100,000 units. She says she'll reveal more details in her State of the State message in January. Hochul admits, though, there are obstacles to these goals. The governor says there are too many zoning regulations that prohibit multifamily housing in suburban areas. The cost of building materials has gone up and interest rates are rising, dampening construction projects. And she says the expiration of a tax break earlier this year for real estate developers who included affordable housing units as part of other construction projects has brought many new projects to a halt. The provision is known as 421A. It's named for a section in the New York real property tax law. I believe we're going to have to get back to a form of incentives. Uh, This does not happen on its own. We saw that with the expiration of 421A that people thought that people would continue to build affordable housing. It didn't happen. The number of permits basically stopped, new permits. So there's a pipeline of projects going forward, but as far as new initiatives, we've not seen that. So we need to have that uh, very serious conversation with the legislature going forward. 421A was not renewed last June after some state lawmakers objected to the program, saying it was too beneficial to wealthy developers at the expense of New York taxpayers. The governor says New York City has fallen behind other major metropolitan areas in building affordable housing units, and she says that has to change. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. So while this effort to jolt housing construction is just getting off the ground, People are looking for places to live now. In the Adirondacks, skyrocketing prices have made it increasingly hard for local workers to buy or rent a home. Let's meet a full-time worker who lives in one of the most competitive housing areas in the North Country. He has housing right now, but he's searching for an upgrade in a very challenging market. Anna Williams-Bergen has our story. John McCone moved to Lake Placid from Rochester in 2020. His sister lives here, and he wanted to be closer to family. He works full-time as a bartender, and right now he lives in his sister's house, which isn't ideal. It's a one-bedroom basement apartment, and there's very little natural light. And I don't pay a tremendous amount for it, but I would like to upgrade. I'd like to improve my living situation. McCone would like something nicer. His issue is housing quality. McCone is in a pretty good place financially. He owns a few properties in Rochester that he rents out long-term and is potentially in a position to buy a home, but not at current Lake Placid prices. Homes in the area are selling for a lot more than they used to. According to a recent Essex County housing survey, the average sale price has risen 50% since 2019. Houses sell ridiculously fast. It's slowed down a little bit recently. It's still virtually impossible. Anything pops up and there's immediate bids. Local buyers are often bidding against investors or second homeowners who have much deeper pockets. Cash, no contingencies, and that's hard to compete with. So McCone has been looking for rentals within a 45-mile radius of Lake Placid, but he still hasn't had any luck. He says that the few rentals available are overpriced or get snapped up quickly. You know, you enjoy what you do, but it's like too expensive to live there. And how far do you want to commute for a job? Tourism is Lake Placid's main industry. That means lots of bars, restaurants, and other services that need workers to function. But without available housing, it's hard to keep them in the area. McCone says one of his favorite parts of bartending is getting to know customers and connecting with his community. He worries about the cultural costs of losing local workers who are squeezed out of the housing market. 
you're also losing that intimacy. You're losing that local knowledge. And it's kind of detracts from the whole experience of a small town, or at least what it used to be. McCone has looked for work outside the region, where he might be able to find better housing. If there weren't housing issues, I would love to stay up here. I would love to stay up here regardless. Um, I, hopefully, I can figure something out. Everyone wants to live in a beautiful place, says McCone. The challenge is making sure that desire doesn't push out local workers. For North Country Public Radio, I'm Anna Williams-Bergen. We have a couple dozen stories about housing in our new housing series. And you can find them all on our website, ncpr.org housing. More news there all the time. Of course, always updating, ncpr.org. Music today by Lost in Beijing of Keen and Eddie Lawrence of Moira. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.